Hey, milk robot. If I if I give you some milk, will you introduce me to Carrie Fisher? Shut up. They're about to kill that poor bull. I'm very depressed. They said there'd be milk. They keep saying there's milk. Milk doesn't come from a bull. It comes from a cow. Like There keeps not being milk. The stuff that comes out of a bull is not milk. It just looks similar. Okay, it's Jim's and Pac Billy's opinions on things. Once again, we are Once again, here. you listened to the first one and now you listen to this again. What the fuck is wrong with you? Or you've listened to the first one and another one. And go so, back in time and listen to this one and tell us what, what we said so that we'll... What? No, if they go back in time, they're still going to be listening to in their personal timeline to the same one in the same order. Like, they could go back to 1955 with their iPod and listen to episode two first but they'd still hear episode two first. Yeah, but everybody in 1955 is going to be like, don't tell me what happens. <laughs> on this on this, <laughs> on this podcast. podcast that we have nothing, <clears throat> we have no point of reverence for. We have to talk about video games. We have to. It's, we it's, have to. it's, it's in a, our contracts, a, that we're our respective contracts that we discuss video games. Yeah. And the ones that I'm going to particularly be concentrating on, and I assume as well are you, are remakes and various Kickstarter-y projects. Mm -hmm. Because nobody's got any new ideas, so they have to just remake everything. Um, The cynicism will be provided by me today. The reason that there are so many remakes right now is not because nobody's got any new ideas, and they mostly don't. But it's because there are these huge holes left because uh, gaming has become so um, focused on the shooter mechanic that people are just – people want the the diversity of gameplay that they had in years past. They're hungry for something different, and something different – Nobody knows what to pull out of his ass. Nobody's got any ideas, like you say. But they know that there were a lot more genres, a lot more different types of games in the past. Yeah, they're, they're, they're mining the past for the originality that has been lost. Yeah. Until recently, everything was just whatever the uh, the big studios would want to do. And, you know, a big entertainment company is always going to appeal to the lowest common denominator but with indie games and stuff you can afford to specialize and take chances and really you're not even i mean a kickstarter campaign really isn't so much of a chance as it is well the the risk is to the to the donators not to the yeah you know because technically you don't even have to deliver you know there's no contractual obligation unlike our contractual obligation to talk about games right Uh, they don't have to deliver on what they promise they really just don't. And as, I, I don't know if, how many haven't, but I'm sure some people have just lost money on this sort of thing. Well, I know that the Ouya was, they for a while they thought that was that whole deal was a scam. Um, mm. And according to a recent Ashens video, it it's not the most compelling thing in the world. But um, Well, it... For a hundred dollar console, it's just not going to be able to compete with the bigger ones. I mean, that's not the point, is it? No. It's supposed to be sort of a budget model. I mean, you can already get emulators on it, so I think people who get them are getting them for f- 
for emulators and whatever um, right. Android-y type stuff they can also... But if you, if you, if you just want to play emulated games, you could just get a Raspberry Pi and put something together. You could, yes. If the thing would actually arrive at your house in a right. timely fashion. Well, aren't they, are they still so uh, I don't slow know. Getting... I'm hoping they're not. It took me... I think I ordered mine in April and received it in December. Mm. Um, of the same year? Of the year before. I ordered it, mine never, and I still haven't got it. But there are some other exciting things, uh, one of which is a remake of the Chaos Engine. And it's not right. really a remake. It's just a repackaging no. of the same exact... All the same exact assets, so I think. See, I think when I first when I heard about this, I thought, "Oh, they're going to re- make a new version of it." No, they're going to make the same version of it. Yeah. Like, what, what's they're the point? They're remaking I mean, it. Yeah, they're just making it again. Because really, most remakes are they're making something else that is similar to it. They're making this again, but they're doing it. They are offering network play, which I think is a big deal. They are offering the same art, the same, I think it's all the same sound effects, the same music, which to me, I like. I want to be able to play that on a modern platform without having to, I think the resolution's higher, without having to mess with the stupid Amiga emulator that I can't stand because it's so convoluted and there's so many variables and you have to have a a ROM and and, and floppy images. Just play the Mega Drive version. What? Just play the Mega Drive version. No, the Mega Drive Sorry, version. Genesis. The Mega Drive version isn't isn't the masterpiece that the uh, oh, okay. That the computer versions are. I don't know. It may be. I don't think I've played the Mega Drive version. I'm I'm always um, dubious of uh, Mega Drive conversions of classic computer games. Like they made a, a Mega Drive version of Starflight, and everybody knows the Dark Castle. Right. A debacle. Um, well, the flash, the flashback version was was all right of, Mega, of the Mega Drive. It's just crunchy sa- samples, and right. you know, it's it's it feels too corporate. I I know that's <laughs> just a stupid thing to say, but it just it feels like it's gone through too much, too many focus groups. It's it's kind of lost its soul by the time it gets to the Mega Drive. But and that's the, my own perception. Uh, that's just my own perception. Right. And it could be completely... There, there's probably some great game out there that our one listener is going to write in and say, oh, what about this? <laughs> it's going to be you yeah. <laughs> writing, writing I'm gonna, in. I, I'm too much of a chicken to say it now. I'm going to write in later and yeah. just anonymously right. complain. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, just just having... I think the play field might be a little bigger... Right. Um and and having that network co-op I think is um Well so they're not doing any extra characters or any extra levels or anything. They say it might be coming in the future like right. you know eventually we'll release some sort of DLC type thing. So is this going to be a sort of uh Steam release or something? like is it PC or console or They're or vying what? for right now it's um it's for all the computer platforms so your you know pc linux and mac and then um 
I think they're trying to get on Steam Greenlight. I don't know. It just it doesn't. Um, I mean, I suppose the multiplayer thing is good, but if it wasn't for that, then I, it just doesn't seem like it's really worth it. You know, I mean, I guess I never really was that much of a fan of Chaos Engine in the first place. You know, I, I played it a little back in the day. I played it on my channel, and I don't know. It just failed to do anything for me. Yeah, you did something. I mean, that was more of a know, first impression thing. I think if you had spent more time with it. You'll yeah. probably still be lukewarm to it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, th- I think if I was playing multiplayer, it'd be different because obviously that adds something to it. Yeah, and I'm just watching the joy of sticks play it um, mm. here recently, or not. I was I was kind of <laughs> getting into it. Like he he's he made it further than I'd have ever made it when I owned it. Right. So well, he's competent, and we're not. So yeah. Like I, ne- I never make it very far in uh, in old retro action games. I just almost never get anywhere. You know, there's a couple of exceptions like Flashback and Another World, and recently Turrican. Well, kind of relatively recently Turrican too, but only because I cheated. But the, don't you, know, you think say, though that um, part of that is just because the the going into it completely blind, you don't have any any point of reference for what's going on most of the time no but even even back in the old days i could never get very far with the action games not just right now in my first impressions videos i mean like when i had a game and it was like one of my 10 games i still couldn't get anywhere in it like i had a game called power strike on the master system it was like it was one of the first games i had i could never ever get past the first level Alest. Like, I think I got past Isn't it, like, it once Alest? or twice. Alest, yeah, it's called Alest in America. No, no, but, I st- it was called Power Strike in America, too, but oh. it became, it evolved into the Alest series. Right. And I right. know that from GameSack. Sorry. Right. Yeah, GameSack's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant show um, on YouTube. Yeah, the, the, uh, like, and I had to watch somebody else play it. Like, it was like watching a Let's Play on YouTube, except he was really there, and... Uh, he, like I was just like, how are you doing this? It's like just supernatural reflexes, and it just sort of took some of the enjoyment out of it for for me because I could only like just get frustration out of these games. Another one was Action Fighter. I could never get anywhere in it. So much of that of these games I never saw because they were just too damn hard. And so I think that's one reason I actually don't enjoy retro games as much as I could. The games I really enjoyed back in the day were the things like, like Elite Two and UFO and uh, Civilization, things like that. You know, that's the same actually. way with me and like Bard's yeah. Tale and um, right, uh, Pirates and uh, right. And Pirates is kind of an action game though. There are action elements easy. to it. Yeah, they're it's it's, it's they it's take a back seat a though. Starflight is another one. Right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the same way, but I was fortunate enough growing up to have a younger brother who was amazing at video games. So mm. I would just let him play and um watch him play. And that I took I took actually a lot more enjoyment out of it because the game unfolds before you, you get to see it unfold and uh, the frustration isn't yours; it's it's theirs. Right. I suppose that's where the whole let's play thing emerged out of, like just 
making my yeah, experience I mean, it's of why, video thing. Yeah, it's why I started watching Let's Plays to begin with. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Where did you start with the whole YouTube gaming Let's Play watching stuff? Because I mean, how, I mean, I know you saw my. Um, actually, I don't know. Where did you first see my? You saw my channel first. I the beholder was it? I think so. Yeah. Um, Benway recommended. You, right, yeah, so the shout out. I must on, have yeah. already been watching Benway. Mm. And and I was I watched a lot of reviews and stuff. Mm. You know, I watched a few Steve Benway things and um the Amiga Long plays, they were around before right. any of those Amiga Long plays with Cubex yeah. 55 or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um Without any commentary. Without any commentary or anything, yeah. And then, um, as far as a series goes, I think your Eye of the Beholder was the very first mm. one I really got into. I mean, I noticed the long plays when I sort of, sort of, when I sort of started to get more, like, just trying to get a bit of nostalgia fun out of looking up old games, and I saw, you know, the, the long play channels. But then I came across uh, Lazy Game Reviews, I think, first. And his channel's obviously very highly polished and interesting and stuff and uh i think i found benway from there and I, yeah i just all got right into it and nice and games of course he was uh hilarious and still is yeah nice and games is um i i wish i maybe we should start a kickstarter for just his, him being able to do more videos than he does right um not that i'm Blaming, I'm sure he's busy and all that. And then, like, well, I'm he did, he did one recently. He did a, a Neo Geo X one after the Day the Earth Got Moon video. Yeah, and um, and he seemed to agree with what everybody else was saying about it. And for him, it was worth it. Like that thing yeah. has tempted me just because of the price point, but I don't think I would ever play it handheld. I, I I'm, I'd much rather uh, play it hooked to a TV and. It, I don't think it was... Everybody seems to say that that experience leaves a lot to be desired. Well, the thing is, again, it's the, again, it's the thing with the, action, the retro action games. They're just too hard. You know, I, I wouldn't get much out of it because I wouldn't, in, you know... And that's why I really like the pseudo-retro games like Super Meat Boy or, you know, V, 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 V. Because um, they have the difficulty, but they don't have this frustrating go back to the beginning and start again thing. You know, Super Meat Boy, you can just die as many times as you like, <laughs> and, you, and you will. You what know, do you think the turning game. point was with Mario, probably? Well, Mario had... Uh, Mario had... Uh, sorry. Mario? <laughs> I'll say Mario. The, no, that's fine. Uh, I had, how do the Italians say it? They say Mario. 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 So, Mario. Ah, it's a me, stereotype. Um... But no, he's we did not. Already, We've we? had this conversation. Yeah, we he's, had this conversation. He's not a yeah. stereotype. Did we have this conversation on the podcast? I don't think we did. Maybe we should. No. Yeah. I conclu- I I contend that he's not a stereotype because there aren't people who say that all Italians are plumbers who like to run and jump. With, no, but it's an exaggeration. No, no, no. It's, it's his voice that's a stereotype. Oh. It's his voice that's a stereotype, not not his attire. His voice isn't a and stereotype. It's just a guy doing a voice that happens to be that voice. 
but it's an Italian exaggerated voice, you know. There's no Italian who talks like that. I suppose that's your point. Yeah. But this thing is a caricature of Italian accent. It's not like it's not like he's saying, Hey, it's a me, Mario. You know, even though actually that sounds a bit Italian as well. It's not like he's saying, Hey, it's me, Mario. You know, then you'd have a point because that sounds nothing like an Italian accent. Right. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, it is an exaggeration of Italian, but right. of a certain... But that's the point. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's mocking Italians, isn't it? No, I don't think it's mocking them. Okay. Any well, more ask than... an Italian. It's, it's, it's a section of our podcast. Ask an Italian. We have no Italians around, so it's a failed segment. Oh. I can get I can get Italians. Really? I I know some Italians. I, I, can, I can get some Italians for you, mate. You want, yeah, some, you Italians? want some Italians? Yeah, and some bold and underline. No, some. hang on. <laughs> some boldians and some and underlinians. Yeah, underlinians. <laughs> Strike throughians. Okay, so yeah, I I don't think it's a stereotype. I I because I've never heard. Anybody else say that that's how Italians talk? I mean, as a general rule, nobody's going around doing that voice. He is Italian. There is some Italianness to his accent, but he's also just this constantly, for some reason, happy guy. You know. But the thing is, well, I, I, it's the the thing that makes me think it is because I see that stereotype or that that type of voice and portrayal in other things too like uh, I don't know if you have Dormio over there it's like a pasta sauce and it's like you know obviously nothing that any well it's it's just it's it's Italian style pasta sauce and there's like these puppets on the adverts who like go when's your Dormio day so it's like the same kind of voice so if it's not a stereotype why is it being done so much to portray Italians it's like they're trying to do a stereotype and they're doing it wrong, but the, it's still it's still insulting in the same way. I don't you know. know. I, I don't see how it would be insulting. Um, but uh, isn't it more insulting to get it wrong? You know. No, I, I think for a video game character, you have to paint with broad strokes, okay? And you know, like it's Mario. You you don't have to. The original Mario was just a few pixels by a few pixels. You, you don't have to That's get. That's why a, he has a mustache. You don't have room for nuance, you know. And <laughs> and what's this character's backstory? And what part of Italy is he from? No, he's just just throw a voice on him, but make it just generic. Fine, it's some generic thing that some American came up with. But I don't well, think I he's wish trying he'd never to insult spoken. anybody. I wish he'd never spoken. It's just annoying. Well, I do I too. Wish I, I wish agree. I wish he'd stayed like Golden Freeman. You know. Yeah, or Because if Gordon Freeman ever speaks, we're going to hate his voice, no matter what it is. Link? Even if he sounds like James L. Jones, we're going to hate his voice. I can't speak to that because I haven't played any of the um, the Fallout. I mean, not Fallout. Um, For Half-Life. Half-Life. Sorry, two-syllable words. You have played Half-Life? No, I've never played any of them. Well, I'm making you do it now. It's a request for your YouTube channel. Do a game that isn't Dark Castle. Oh, you were talking about how... Um, when was the turning point when games went from being stupidly hard to being easy? When they made Super Mario Brothers, it was no longer following the paradigm of let's get quarters out of these people or but I don't whatever think they that have actually, I over think their that, tokens. 
I think that it, it was an aberration, though, because games that came after Mario were still like that. You know, I mean, Super Mario Brothers on the, the Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo was, you know, you could you could effectively get so many lives that you were invincible. Yeah, you um, could do that with I Mario mean, Three as well, and right, Mario Two. Right, and- but 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 that was like the first game on the Super Nintendo. But games on the Super Nintendo that came after that weren't like that. They were just as hard as all the other games from that era. You know, they had the same problem of like three lives or something. You didn't have any easy way to get tons of lives, so they didn't well, really no, learn those from were, it. But that was when the uh, it wasn't ubiquitous at the time. But you're you're fighting an established paradigm, yeah. you know. So, but I, I don't I don't think it really changed until the platformer, side scrolling type genre actually went completely away, and it wasn't until it came back in the indie phase of things like with Super Meat Boy that it really changed, like. Can you imagine a game on the Super Nintendo where you don't have lives? You just keep playing and you have infinite continues? It just didn't happen, you know. I mean, Zelda. It I wasn't mean, until- yeah, you, Zelda if you die. No, you Zelda, just, you die, you you, you come back you, you, checkpoints and all that. You had checkpoints. We well, had save games. You had save games, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it was the save game thing that changed everything. You know, like when you could save your game, you effectively had infinite continues. Right, you know, because you can just continue from your save point, and then when like first-person shooters came around, you had like F six to say quick save every time you're going to turn a corner. You know, you kind of you have that kind of never needing to go back thing, and people get used to that. And then and they just said, "Well, why are we back. making people hit F six every five seconds? Let's just yeah, yeah, exactly." I mean, it wasn't really yeah, it wasn't until much more recently than that it became. Um, hey, we realize that what we're doing here, yeah. let's just cut all this out. You know, and I, I, I fell into the trap when I was making Mooned. The day the Earth got Mooned, I started off with a stupid three-live system. And, you know, the whole thing was kind of retrofitted to have this checkpoint system, and I still think I kind of mangled it a bit, and there should have been more checkpoints and, you know, maybe made the individual waves harder, but... Um, you know, a, a three-live system is so ridiculous and it's so completely uh a remnant of the you know coin eating arcade games right the only exception to that or the only qualification is that it gives you something to want it gives you a goal like mario the the new mario for the wii u coins are everywhere they're they're all over the place um, but you still, it gives you, even though when you lose all your lives, they just give you five more. Um, yeah, they just, here's five more. You starting right here at the last place you, you beat or whatever, the last world that you beat. Here's five more mm-hmm. lives. It's like an instant continue with five lives. Well, the thing about, um, there has to be a penalty for dying. Um, that sounds so harsh. Like you died, now you will be punished. Um, well, you start over. You start over in the yeah. in the world that you were trying to be. Yeah, exactly. Like you just start back at the beginning of the level. Yeah. You don't have to start back at the beginning of the whole game. Right. 
you know, because that, that's just... I don't know, but looking back on it, it's thing, hard to imagine why they thought that was a good idea ever. The yeah. lives thing gives you a a goal. It gives you something to try to to collect or accumulate, which is, you know... Right, but it would be better if that was something that was actually useful, not just a thing that lets you do what you can do anyway, which is keep playing. You know, it's like, oh, look, I'm collecting these things which I can get... Well, the anyway. difference is that, like, I guess with lives, you there's checkpoints, and you can start from those. And Yeah. The funny thing is that in Mario, the ga- the, you're collecting coins, but you never buy anything. <laughs> it's weird. It, well, that's a holdover from just the regular Mario Brothers, where they were... They were just... I know, but you'd think they'd think of it. You know, what are we collecting here? Coins. What do you do with coins? You spend them. They're money, you know? But they're never money. I mean, it's like you collect a hundred of them and then they disappear and suddenly you live longer. <laughs> That's what we in the United States call the health insurance. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I see your point. It, it's like so so much, everything else about Mario makes perfect co- uh, sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get in this giant shoe. <laughs> right. I love the giant shoe. Yeah. It's like it looks so stupid. <laughs> it's like I need to defeat these enemies and make it through these obstacles. I know. Look at this enormous shoe. I will be much more adept in this. What game was the shoe in? Mario Three. Okay, because it wasn't very prominent in Mario Three. It was right. It was like one level or something. Yeah. I just remember it. I mean, how could you forget? Yeah. There was very little that carried over. Like you had the same kind of idea with the feather cloak thing. As the uh, the raccoon's tail wobbling debris, but it was just a different method of flying. Yeah, now it's um, it's a flying squirrel suit in the latest <laughs> one. Right. I haven't played any of the new ones. Yeah. Just I can't stand it that he has a voice. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, I hope they never give a voice to Link. Everybody oh, complains it, about the Zelda games because right. there's... Well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, the only thing you get with Link is like, yeah, yeah, when he's swinging his sword. Yeah. But I'll live. Well, I, also, also the little sort of text, like, squeaky noise when they when he talks, you know, or any of the characters talk. Oh, no, he doesn't do that. It's just no? text on the screen. Yeah, but it makes a little noise when the text appears. You know, with each character appearing, it's a little... Oh, yeah, 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 but that's not, yeah. like, supposed to be his mouth moving. <laughs> I, I, I no, but I thought that's what it was. It's like you know, back in the N- Nintendo and Super Nintendo days when they couldn't do speech, that was like, you know, because you have different pitch. Oh like yeah, the girl bl- talking, it's bl- high pitch. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But they didn't carry that through though. Like in the no. newer games, they, I wish they'd do it with actual sampled speech. So it's just like. You know, like, <laughs> they do that with something, don't they? Do they? Well, The Sims. No, but this is more Rabbit cleverly done than The Sims. It's right. Oh, they do it with Rayman. Rayman. I never played Rayman. Yeah, that was PlayStation, wasn't it? That was uh, several platforms. I think it started yeah. on um, the Genesis. Really? I know it no, was on it the was Jaguar. 3D. Jaguar. 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 
Um, Sorry, <laughs> piss out your accent. <laughs> Dreddy takes a piss out of my accent, you know. Oh, I I can't do it. Whenever I say, she takes a piss out of the, say, the way I say water. What? Like whenever I say, whenever I say it, she goes, water. Who says this? Water. Dreddy. Oh. <laughs> okay, so before Pack Billy did a thing where you have to guess uh, video games, mouth sound, whatever. So I'm going to do a voice mouth sound thing from a game and you have to guess what it is you probably think I'm not a nice person only my weapon understands me my grandmother could beat the game if she saved as much as you do ow my clevercord the gene pool is stagnant and I am the minister of chlorine who 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 is that and what am I quoting who's that? from send your, send your answers into Packbilly at gmail.com. And at some point, we'll read them. We'll tell who won, who got the first right answer on yep. a and you future will win. episode that is yet to be determined. And you will win Packbilly saying your name. Uh, you will win the saying is, of your name by me. Yep. Which is a dubious honor. Right. To say the least. I. People come from all over to have their name said by me. It's like a blessing, but you don't actually bless them. Yeah. You just say their <laughs> name. Say their name. We, we, uh, my friend and I used to. You could, uh, you could, you could do. Yeah, you could probably make money doing a service like that. Just like some idiot would be like, you know, make a nine hundred number. Just call, call me, and I'll say your name. You know. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you win. Yeah. But getting back to, as you said, remakes. Yeah, I wanted to talk a bit about Satellite Rain, which is a uh, a remake, or not a remake, a sort of spiritual successor, whatever that means, to Syndicate. And uh, if you don't know what Syndicate is, it's like a, it was a sort of squad-based uh, infiltration and killing people game uh, on the Amiga and other platforms back in the day. I did a video about it, but uh, it's it was really dark and brilliant, and you could burn people alive, and it was glorious. And it was just... It had a really... Uh, big following and people loved it and they did a, EA did a remake and it was a first person shooter so you know it wasn't a remake it was just using that property and just shitting on it so um, the, some of the people who were involved in the original have uh, decided to make a game like it um, so it's it's it, and it looks it looks really promising it's 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 had a kickstarter and uh, uh, which are probably over by the time you hear this but I, it looks like it's going to be successful, and I'm really looking forward to this because it's uh, it's 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 set in this futuristic world where the, the like people have got technology implanted in them, like neural implants and stuff, and that's all the norm. And they've got cybernetic stuff, and it's like uh, you know, so brain implants and cybernetics is as common as 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 having an iPhone. Everything's owned by corporations in the distant future. Yeah. That's that's totally not what it's like now. Like you, you play as this team of uh, this this underground uh, pe- people who are trying to undermine the uh, the corporations, and it's a bit more heroic than Syndicate was. I suppose, yeah. Um, but I think you can um, you can use whatever tactics you like. You can you can be you can basically use the people as cannon fodder and tools for your own nefarious ends. You know because. Um, just because somebody's overthrowing an evil government doesn't mean they don't want to put in their own evil government. Right. You know, 
uh, the first thing that usually follows a revolution is another oppressive regime. <laughs> you know, um, not necessarily the grand utopia that everyone was promised, but you know, you can do things like hack into people's neural implants, which is one reason why I don't think I'd want one. And I may just sound old to the people of 50 years from now, but, you know, why do you want a thing in your brain that somebody can hack? The good thing about the the, the real brain is that it doesn't have, like, it's not wireless and you can't hack it. The people <laughs> of 50 years from now who have these neural implants are thinking the words that you're saying. So... You're, what you're well, the people listening to us are thinking the words I'm saying. I know, I know, but it's being streamed directly into their brains as if they're having the thoughts themselves. So they're wondering why? Why would I think? Why would I think I'm old? I'm. <laughs> I think I'm the exact age that I am. What, It'd be very confusing if that was how I'm afraid. Why is this English voice telling me things? Because they're all American, right? Yeah, but but in fifty years, in 50 everyone will be American because yeah, of the pop culture influence. Right, of, yeah, you know, yeah, of uh, the Big Bang Theory season sixty four. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just a bunch it's of like frozen a seventy heads, year old Sheldon frozen yeah. heads yeah. falling off of yeah lab tables. Anyway, um, yeah. so it sounds um, it looks amazing. If you if you yeah. want to check it out. Um, we just go look it up. It's called yeah, satellite rain, but not Ar- rain as in things, uh, not rain as in water falling from the sky. Rain as in the rain of a king. Yeah, so R E I G N satellite R E I G N. Yeah, and um, it really looks promising. I I'm skeptical of how they're going to bring that that mechanic to a modern 3D world and, and just have it be as the thing that worked about Syndicate was the just the presentation and the way that it was laid out, and I don't know. I'd I'd like to see, you know, like in the screenshots, you're a lot closer in. Um, you can show a lot more. I I think you lose something when you show everything that you can show. But we've already talked about that. Well, the thing is. Um you can you can zoom out, you know. You can have it at a distant view. I think it's going to be a bit like the new XCOM in that way. But the thing that really appealed to me about the original was the sort of freedom you had to approach the mission the way you wanted. You weren't just like told to do it a certain way. You were like, "This is the mission. You just do what you like." You know, if you wanted to grit out your Persuadertron and gather a huge load of uh, cannon fodder, because because everyone in the game had a neural implant, you could have this device which hacks into them and makes them think that you're their friends, and they'll help you and you know do whatever you say, or even though you can't really tell them what to do, but you can like have them pick up guns and just be this sort of horde of humanity around you, um, you know, or you could you can try to persuade uh, enemy agents, or you ha- or you can just kill them, you know, and, and you can choose your weapon loadout and research different technology, and it's all just there's a freedom that you didn't actually have in those in that in those days, so it's quite unique. And I think that this game is trying to sort of be a bit ahead of its time as well, because in the Kickstarter page they're talking about things like emergent gameplay and like being able to. You won't just have like set missions. You'll have you'll be able to like it will be dynamic. It will depend on what's happened before, and you'll be able to choose how you take these to take the corporations down in like. Uh, in, in whatever way you choose, and I think that seeing how that actually gets executed would be very interesting because, you know, the, 
the whole thing of like emergent gameplay it's kind of a weird thing to try to explain and define but you know something that so it's not delineated it's not linear it's like it's a real living world with complex interactions going on all at once and in 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 this game it seems like they're, they're talking about things like the city is actually like functioning like there's things going on there's people doing real things and when you disrupt that system you actually cause the kind of effects that would really happen like if you damage or destroy or hack into certain like systems like power systems or whatever they'll it will affect the people all throughout the city you know they're not just independent agents doing their own thing on pre-scripted lines they're all interacting with each other and that makes for a really interesting world to play in and i i just what i'm wondering about is how whether that's really going to be how it is or, or whether that's going to have to get cut down because what that creates is a chaotic unpredictable situation and it's very hard to have a, a balanced game going on in a completely chaotic system because how do you uh how do you manage that as a game designer i don't know but i'll be very impressed if they can do it yeah and just the amount of work that it would take to to create something for a timely release that's the thing the thing about emergence is that you get a lot more than the sum of the parts you know you have something you know each individual entity whether it's a person or a power system or whatever just has a certain set of rules for how it interacts with everything else around it you know like if you look at a flock of birds you know in the sky which is usually where they flock they don't flock on the ground um you know they'll move in this kind of pattern and you'll see that like they'll all move together but there's no one of them in charge they're all just like following some simple rule like maintain a minimum distance of this from the per- from the person the bird near me but a maximum distance of this from the other from from the birds near me so they're all keeping the same distance so they kind of move as one in this kind of weird sort of organic flowing cloud of birds um and you can simulate that on a computer just by applying a simple rule to each entity. And they behave in this coherent way out of the chaos. It's, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking for this. But again, that just makes for a very difficult kind of game. And But if anyone can do it, the people who made Syndicate probably can. I don't know. I, I'm, I tend to be optimistic about these things. <laughs> but we'll see. But in the past... You've been disappointed. I've been disappointed or not me necessarily but you know i'm I'm thinking of fable all that was promised with fable and then what it wound up being was Mm. right i'm not too familiar with fable um, fable console was just i think it was on pc as well i think the deal was you know but it was a console game on pc if you know what i mean yeah it's like every decision you make affects the whole living world thing. Yeah, it's a living world and karma, but it w- it wasn't as living as they s- claimed it was going to be when they were when it was in development. Right. But yeah, this the syndicate thing, just the the very few clips that we get to see, it's recognizable as a very similar world to the one from Syndicate. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. I mean, of, of course it does, you know. Everything looks amazing now. Um but it certainly um very, it's got that really nice colourful thing. It's like this dark world, but it's got all these neon lights and everything. It's a bit Blade Runner-y. Yes. And it's got that cyberpunk futuristic thing. You know, but yeah, it, it looks it looks great. And there's these huge robots in the, in the, in the streets. And yeah, it looks awesome. I, I would 
take issue with the statement that everything looks amazing. I think there's a tendency toward desaturation in right. That's what I was getting to get, going to sort of talk talk about the fact that you know things like Call of Duty or whatever it's all just like grey and brown and dark. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of color in this game, like with the neon lights and everything. And you had another one too, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the flashback uh, remake. They're not just making it like a first-person shooter or anything like like they tried to do with Fade to Black, the the original sequel. Um, they're just it looks like they're making it the same kind of way. They're just doing a sort of graphical update, and they have some sort of different mechanics for like throwing things. They've got like these these trajectory lines and stuff. Um, but but essentially, it's the same game. You're playing Conrad, this dumbass uh, who gets manipulated into doing terrible things because he thinks I don't know the original game had this like really stupid plot and after I played it through on my channel I, I, did, I had this kind of theory that he was like that the story as presented is not what's really going on but he's had his mind his memory erased and he's just sort of some dupe who's going to this alien world to exterminate them and they're not really a threat and he's just programmed to think they are and all this stuff but it looks like they're kind of sticking to the original tone of the game like uh, the mechanics look the same it's got like this three level style where you're just sort of from the side walking along and stuff but it's just graphically updated and they also seem to have the same really cheesy plot going on like the dialogue in the trailer is all like Agent Conrad what are you doing and you will never destroy an alien as powerful as me you know and it's it's all very cheesy and the original was very cheesy and ridiculous and uh, I hope they I hope they retain that level of unintentional humour. <laughs> Do you think it could be, and it didn't seem this way watching the trailer, do you think it could be that it's a bit tongue-in-cheek? I hope so. I hope so, because it's got that very sort of, st- this, this sort of cliché action sort of sci-fi uh, cheesiness to it. The one thing, having seen the trailer, that I feel is a bit of a letdown, the original graphics were very stylized, and they had to be because they were working within a set of limitations, but it made it work on a certain level. Um, I think they shouldn't have just the way that they look now is just like everything else that's rendered in 3D um, you know they they didn't they didn't take any steps to make it to set it apart or to maybe tie it in with the look of the original so would you have preferred it if they'd just done something like they did with another world not necessarily I, you can still have you can still have all that but Put some sort of lighting or some sort of. But the thing is, the thing is, the the, the sprites in flashback were um, stylized, but the backgrounds were very standard. They were just, you know, uh, very highly detailed, you know. But it was only the 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 f- sprites which had the limited color palette. Yeah. So, if they were to stick with that method, then it would be a lot more noticeable and wrong if they had like a low color sort of flat shaded well, like look would... for the for the characters in a high resolution background it would look really odd well i, I it's don't like, think it's like I don't did think you, you you change resolutions or you 
you just do something to set it apart. I care less about how it looks and more about how it plays. I mean, I know you do care about how it plays, but I think you're very sensitive to the aesthetics. More than, more than I am, perhaps. I can't wait till we get more more footage and less less of a chaotic trailer. I just thought of something. Is footage a reference to the measurement of foot? Because it's like footage of film is like length of yeah, film? Yeah, it's length of film, yeah. Oh, right. So if if it had been a metric system, we'd be talking about the the meterage of, of of these of these of these videos. Yeah. Instead of the footage. In American football, you know, we also talk about yardage, how much yardage. Yardage. Uh, yeah. A play. A pl- that would be terrible if we called it yardage of of, of video, uh, or even worse, of inchage. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. Inchage. 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 <laughs> okay, I have one more. Okay. That I want to talk about. It's Road Redemption. Um, it's basically Road Rash. With a terrible title. With a terrible title. It looks amazing. However, I think they've dropped the ball in one regard and this is just me my own particular tastes um you're you're a guy that looks like the edge who's the guitarist for you too he's just some guy with a goatee and like a a longshoreman's cap on his head and like a black suit riding this motorcycle with a sword over his back everybody else is in helmets They've got cool helmets and cool, like, motorbike uh, suits on. And you're just some guy, some random guy that works down at the hardware store on this bike. Now, I'm I'm overdoing it, but I think they missed an opportunity. The, the story is that the guy works for some drug dealers, and you're supposed to be working your way up through some criminal organization. And you're delivering stuff, or you have to stop shipments or something like that my point is who cares who cares what the backstory is this is about riding on motorcycles and these cinematics are getting in the way i don't want to watch another stupid cinematic in between races i just want money to upgrade my bike and where the missed opportunity is is upgrade your hell you you could have a thing where you've got really kick-ass helmets that you get to wear or or different of all the things to complain about, you're upset about the helmet design. Listen, when I... No, he, he doesn't get a helmet. He's not wearing one. Right. The lack of helmet The lack design. of helmet. You're just some schmo that's that's driving... You're not, like... What, as soon as you put a helmet on on a character, then then it becomes the domain of the imagination as to exactly who that character is. Don't tell like us... Like Judge Dredd. I don't know. I, I don't... What? You haven't seen Judge Dredd? Oh, you got to see the film, not not not, not the Sylvester Stallone one. No, yeah, the, that the, was the, all the, I knew of Judge Dredd, and it's like, why would I want to watch anything that? Because it's nothing like the comics, and the recent one is more like the comics. He never takes his helmet off. That's the gag, you know, in the in the thing. Um, but it's brilliant. It's like, uh, unfortunately, it did really badly. I think because they put the word 3D in the title, um. they called it Dreads 3D, and that always like signals terrible film yeah. you know like piranha versus giant sheep 3d or whatever right 
<laughs> a little piranha, one of them works as a giant <laughs> sheep. And the piranha isn't even in the water. It's just flopping about on the land. This giant sheep just goes, and then eats it. We need to make that movie. And that is 3D. Why does that need to be in 3D? You can just see this jo- just the camera looking up at the sheep as its enormous mouth comes down and goes, <laughs> One regular sized piranha. One sheep. Yeah. One giant, giant sheep. sheep. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to need a bigger pair of shears. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Road Rush. I never played Road Rush. Um, was it the same game called Road Rage over here? Yes, I think I think maybe right. so. You're on a Why motorcycle. is it called Road Rash? What does that mean? Like, oh, I've been driving so long. No, I've got this Road if, if Rash. You, if you, you wreck know, your like, motorcycle. It's itchy. If you wreck, wreck your motorcycle, your skin gets all skin. Like if you slide, that's not a rash. That's like a scrape. I know, or, but it's, you know, or, or, or that's a skin graft. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, road rage makes sense. Like I got road rage. I'm punching people on motorcycles as they drive past it me. It does, that's like, but I think ro- better, road rage was actually a problem here, and people were shooting people, and I think oh, they wanted to distance themselves from. So by. They wanted to distance themselves from the violence on the road by portraying the violence on the road but calling it something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, this isn't war, it's just a shoving match. You know, like, with guns. <laughs> <laughs> and nuclear weapons. It's just, it's, yeah, it's not a nuclear holocaust, it's a, it's a, it's a nuclear shoving. It's a, it's a nuclear tiffle. That's the you know, mindset... You know, well, it is, isn't it? Because it's like it's not, it's not, you know, it's not the violence. It's just the association to something that's taboo. Well, yeah, it's not like innocent people being killed by accident. It's collateral damage. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not, it's not uh, firing people. It's downsizing, which is what happens if 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 you if you're too old, and you're trying to do something and it just doesn't work. If you go into the ocean, that's also downsizing. Well, Brian is a spermicide, you know. Who? Brian, not Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Saltwater. <laughs> Brian. Hi, I'm Brian Simpson, spermicide. <laughs> I, will, I will kill sperm. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have to make physical contact with sperm to uh, kill it, oh, and uh, I refuse to do that, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so he's kind of useless. So I'm going to have to fire a lot of... I'm sorry, I'm going to have to downsize this company because it... Uh, all right, just getting back to Road Rash. Yeah, so they missed an opportunity. They they tack on this this story with cutscenes that nobody cares about. Yeah. It detracts from right. the racing. You know, they missed the opportunity in being able to just even customize the look of the character. You know, you don't get a helmet like everybody else does. I know, I just think helmets are cool. That's why I always play as, like, if there's a, you know, RPG, I like uh, characters right. that get to wear helmets. Because there's mystery there. There's there's mystery. It's intriguing. It's a mask, you know. it's You're like a mystery man. Mm, what does he look like under that helmet? <laughs> well, you get to project whatever you want it to be. You get to use your imagination. Right. So you are you have a hand in creating the character yourself. You know they totally screwed that up, and and they. T- well, with with story, they they constrain you. You know you can't be, 
your own character if they if they put a story exactly. in. And so, sometimes a story can make a game really interesting, but sometimes it can just be unnecessary and drag it down. And it seems like a lot of games are afraid to not have a story. Exactly. That a game doesn't need a story. This is the, the like like just like a game doesn't need. I don't know some well, arbitrary no, element. It, like, well, here's the no. This is where I was going with this. <coughs> this is, excuse this me. This is where I was going. This is exactly where I was going with this. Uh, the arbitrary element that I think gets in the way is the need to always be cinematic. Right. No matter whether the game itself, the gameplay itself, is cinematic or not, if you have a a third-person 3D game and the player character comes up to an NPC and they have a discussion. Make that cinematic. If something happens, something... But if it's, if it's something where you're removed from the action by... You're geographically removed. You're, you're distant, like a, an RTS, mm. a strategy game, you know? I don't want to see. I don't necessarily want to see a cinematic because it takes me out of the reality of what my experience is. If you want you to mean tell during the mission or sorry, yeah, no, between and during. If you want to tell the story, tell it from that same perspective. Keep it all within right. the same context, so that you're not you're not right. You're not. So it doesn't seem like two separate things it, going yeah, on. It's, it's like all it's, part of the same. Right, the thing when cinematics started entering into games, I think they still fail to recognize that games aren't movies in a lot of cases. Right, yeah. A lot of people who are making games apparently like look at the big brother of movies and think like, oh, I want to be like him, you know, rather than realizing you are your own thing and you have to play to your own strengths rather than trying to be something you're not. And I do admit that it works in some cases, you know. Oh, yeah. Some games really benefit from story and some don't. But, you know, like like Dragon Age. I don't know if you played Dragon Age Origins. I've got, I've got a character, and I've I've made it a little ways into the game, but right. not very far. Now that that game really works well with the story, um, because it's a great story. Uh, but it is kind of detached from from the gameplay. But it works well regardless. But I'm trying to think of a game that has like a really like again, like a point and click adventure is basically all story. You know, like Monkey Island couldn't be wouldn't if it was just the puzzles and there was no context, it would be boring as right. hell. Right, and here's the other thing: you wouldn't take a Monkey Island and make cutscenes that looked completely different from the gameplay, or that that gave you a right. different perspective from the gameplay. All the story is told in the same context. In the same Is that why you don't like Monkey Island 3? Because it has cutscenes. Like, albeit drawn in the same style, but like, you know, from different angles, not from the whole gameplay perspective. If it's, if it's drawn in the same style and it's sort of using the... I don't know. I, I'll have to see. I'll have to play that one. I've got it in yeah. Scum. I just haven't played it. I mean, what about... Um, you know in the original Monkey Island when you like... When you're talking to the governor or that guy who who, who with the, with the, who had the dartboard accident, do you remember him? The guy advertising Loom. It's been a while. And the pirate. 
Okay. Do you remember, like, and and also in Loom, when you're when you're talking to a character, sometimes it has like a portrait of them come up rather than t- talk to them from the from the distant perspective. Yeah, Does the, that r- the portrait's ruin it coming up. I'm fine with. Okay. I'm fine. With, I know you you don't necessarily like that, or somebody didn't like that. Uh, no, they always I, I do like it, it in Sierra games, or they do it a lot in right. Sierra games. The portrait's coming up. I'm fine with because it's still it's an extension of the perspective and not uh, reimagining or wiping the slate clean and giving you something else instead, and then coming back mm. to that other thing. Um, Did you ever play Max Payne? No. Is that the one with the... That was the bullet time. Like, that was the... Hey, everybody, yeah. it's the, bullet with the, time. With, with the comic book uh, segments in between. Now, that was very much different, but I, I, I nevertheless really like that game. I don't know. I... Okay, take a strategy game. You know, there's no reason why you need cinematics in a strategy game. I, I, I was using this before, but... Um, I think because you're not any of the people, necessarily any of the people being portrayed. Right. You're often a nameless commander. Yeah, like. you, with an overview. And there's yeah. got to be a better way to depict the interaction mm. that happens between the strategizing and the actual gameplay than cutting to some pre-rendered thing even if it's in engine um once you or even a live action thing like in come on and conquer i mean it was kind of a gimmicky thing you know i i can't stand live action cutscenes. um i haven't seen command and conquer it may work there i doubt it you, you never you didn't play come on and conquer not r- the red alert ones with the no but the the, the tiberian once with with Kane and and Nod and GDI. Um, no, I remember the very first Command and Conquer. Right with with Kane. But I don't think there were live action cutscenes. Yeah, there were. Oh. that was like the that was like a, a huge thing. It was like one of the first games that actually had good acting in the cutscenes. My only exposure to that game was going over to this guy's house who would have land parties and everybody was playing it online and I, you wouldn't right, have yeah. seen any of that so right yeah the, the multi the, the, that's the thing in multiplayer and i didn't actually it's have all, a it's all about to the, play it i just watched other right. people play well that's the thing in multiplayer in a strategy game there's no story none at all it's all just the game and i think that's the thing is that quite often in an rts type game the story and campaign mode is often just tacked on and really it's about the it's, a, it's about the multiplayer like something like Starcraft is sold largely on its multiplayer aspect because it's like you know it has professional esports leagues and stuff um yeah you know, especially and something in South like Korea. Call of Duty I mean you know yeah but they have but they have single player campaigns right um and actually, in StarCraft Two, the the single player campaign was was great and uh, and a great story and was lots of fun, but it's really the the multiplayer where the longevity of that game lies, and it's and it and that part of the game has no story, none at all. It's like you can be, you know, the Terrans, the humans fighting the humans, or the Protoss fighting the Protoss, or the Zerg fighting the Zerg, or any combination of of, of those three, and it doesn't matter. You know, it can be. 
the Zerg allied with the humans against the Protoss. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But, uh, well, in some parts of the game, you know, but the point is you don't need any context. It can be ridiculous. Or like in, um, um, in Age of Empires where you have the Chinese and the Spanish versus... <laughs> The Italians, yeah, and 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 the and the Zulus, right, right. It's just ridiculous <laughs> combination. Yeah, or like in Civilization. Civilization is a game with no story. You know, even though it's the story of humanity in Civilization, but it's like there's no narrative. You know, there's no characters. There's, I mean, there's 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 leaders, but they're not really characters. They're just sort of. They're just they're just advantages and disadvantages to playing in that civilization. You know, they're just stats. They're not people. I think civilization does it right. I think you don't mm. need all that extra baggage for yeah. a strategy. If civilization game. had a story, it would be annoying. Yeah, it would be really distracting and 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 missing the point. And there's a lot of games that have stories that are annoying and distracting. Star Control 2 is a game where the story is really what makes it. Because as a game, it's fun, but it's the story that really got me going in that game. And I know you haven't seen it yet because you want to play it yourself. I've seen a little bit. I My friend Russ came over, and he didn't know about the HD remake, so oh. he finished it. And In front of you? No, he finished oh, it years ago, the original. Right. We just sat down and I played it, and he told me like, "Okay, now you probably want to go over there, do this, do." This. And I was getting into it, and then I had my first battle and died. Anyway, do you want to wrap up? I don't think so, we need to. Okay, we need to have some kind of ending. Right, but what I'll do is I'll I'll find some some good fun stuff to put at the end. But I'll I'll find something from earlier in the thing and end on that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing. It's all shit.